Dollar Shave Cream presents Gangbusters. Authentic inside facts about America's worst criminals taken from the files of the American police. The crusade against crime. Sent you every Wednesday by the makers of those two unique shave creams made with olive oil, palm olive shave cream and palm olive brushless. Tonight, Phillips H. Lord interviews Dr. Carlton Simon, official criminologist for the International Association of Chiefs of Police, concerning the exciting war of safe manufacturers versus criminals. Well, next Saturday, when Pittsburgh meets Fordham and the Gridiron, there's going to be 60 bruising minutes of football, enough for any fan. It's one of the big games of the season. And so tonight, let's hear from the man behind those Fordham Rams, Coach Jim Crowley. Take the ball, Jim. Thanks. Good evening, everyone. Hey, Jim, it must be quite a job keeping that football squad of yours in condition. Sure is, Eric. Players need constant massage and rub down to one tie knotted and bruised muscles. I suppose it's important to keep a football player's skin in condition, too, isn't it? Well, Eric, when a man plays football in all kinds of weather and scraping his face in the hard ground in almost every scrimmage, well, I should say it is important. And, Jim, I know that, like the athletes and trainers we've had here before, you two are a booster of olive oil. You use it to help keep the boys in shape, don't you? I sure do, Eric. Olive oil is tops when it comes to keeping the skin in condition, and skin condition means plenty in football or anything else. Well, thank you, Jim Crowley, and good luck. And then, why not apply Coach Crowley's skin conditioning idea to your morning shave by using palm olive shave cream? Because palm olive shave cream is made with just the right amount of olive oil, nature's finest skin conditioner. You'll get a closer, quicker, far easier shave. And your palm olive shave cream will not only wilt the toughest whiskers, but also, we believe, help condition your skin. Keep it pliant, really toned up. The generous tube, and up for a hundred super-smooth skin-conditioned shaves, costs only 25 cents. But now visualize the setting for tonight's interview. Dr. Simon is sitting across the desk from Philip H. Lord in a special office at New York Police Headquarters, turned over to Mr. Lord by Commissioner Louis J. Valentine of the New York Police Department. Philip H. Lord begins the interview. Dr. Simon, ever since the world began, living creatures who have accumulated something of value have tried to protect it against thieves. Birds hide their eggs. Animals hide their winter supply of food. The old kings and queens had chests for their jewels. Yes, Mr. Lord. And when money came into existence, safes and vaults were invented. And a long, bitter war started between safe companies and criminals. Start right at the beginning, Dr. Simon. Tell us about it. Well, back in 1865, safes were just strong wooden boxes opened with a big brass key. Now, I'm going to change the names of the banks concerned. But on September 24th, 1865, a very clever crook, Langdon Moore, was driving from a farm in Natick to Concord, Massachusetts. In the carriage with him was his partner, Harry Howard. Come on, get along. What's the big secret, Moore? Why are we driving into Concord? Howard, you and I are going to rob the safe of the Concord Trust Company. Impossible. It's made a hard wood, ten inches thick. But it has a key, only one, and the cashier carries it tied to his belt all the time. Whoa, whoa! Howard, this is 1865, and you and I are going to make history. Listen, I've been around the whole country collecting keys, 2,000. Every night for six months, I've been at the bank trying the keys in the front door. Yeah. Finally, I found a key that'll fit the front door of the bank. I opened it. You tried 2,000 keys one by one? For six months. Very clever, Moore. 
There's a lot more luck before you can get into that safe. All right, I got as far as the vault. I saw that would take a big key. I've been making five big keys a day in the blacksmith shop. And I finally got a key that will unlock the vault. You have? I still don't think it's possible. It's never been done. We'll arrive at the bank while the cashier's out for dinner. We'll unlock the bank and the safe. Get up. started an epidemic of bank robberies, Dr. Simon. It did, Mr. Lord. And for one year, banks were panicky. And then, in 1866, Earl Madison, an inventor, met with a board of directors of the Security Safe Company. My invention, gentlemen, will stop these safe robberies. We've got to do something, Mr. Madison. On this new safe, gentlemen, thieves won't be able to see the size of the lock. Because the lock will be on the inside of the safe door. A lock on the inside of a safe door? Exactly. It will take a key with a handle a foot long to open the safe. But now, greater than that, we can put an eighth of an inch of iron covering all over the safe. Imagine it. An eighth of an inch of iron all over the safe. For the following three years, Mr. Lord, safe crackers were beaten. And then in 1869, the same Langdon Moore, who stole the $350,000, invented one of the best ideas ever known to safe crackers. In the manufacturing company on Staten Island was an impressive-looking safe covered with studded knobs and iron bands. Langdon Moore, with a young accomplice, kneeled before the safe and started to work. Hold this too, Bill. Boy, I'd swear nobody in the world could open a safe like this. Uh, nobody ever thought of using a drill on a safe before. Now, we'll push this dynamite through those holes we drilled. All right. <laughs> a dynamite will explode inside the safe, bust the lock, and the door will come wide open. Here, give me that fuse. Won't they be surprised when they find out you open this safe? Here, here. Put that carpet over the safe to deaden the explosion. the fuse. Step back. Gentlemen, you represent the safe manufacturing companies of this country. That's why you're here. Three years ago, the criminal, Langdon Moore, discovered that the iron coverings of safe could be drilled and dynamite pushed through to the inside. A big epidemic of safe robbery started. Our safes have been broken into right and left. But now we have these safe crackers beaten for all time. Mr. Lawton, take the sheet off of that new safe. Gentlemen... This new safe will never be opened by a criminal. It is made of solid iron. Solid iron? Yes, and ten inches thick. This is April 23rd, 1869. 
we progress. No criminal will ever break open a safe made of solid iron. But, Mr. Lord, along came Jimmy Hope, one of the most famous of all bank robbers. Hope rented a basement store beneath the great National Bank of New York City. The night of June 7th, 1869, two months after the solid iron safe was invented, Hope with his cronies cut through the floor and up into the bank. You're crazy, Jimmy. This safe is made of solid iron. Yeah, no solid iron safe's ever been busted open, but Jimmy Hope is going to do it. Yeah, you see this crack between the safe door and the wall of the safe? Uh, well, here's a thin iron wedge. Uh, all right, what about it? Well, we'll drive that in a crack. The crack will get a little bigger. And we drive a larger wedge in to let cracks an inch wide. Uh, then we take this here big jack screw and attach it to the wedge, bind it to the safe with heavy iron cables. Uh-huh. We screw up the jack. For every pound of pressure we put on the handle, the safe will get 4,000 pounds. Why, the force will be so terrific, nothing in the world could stand it. Now, now I'm going to start driving the first wedge in myself, because we're making history. We'll be cracking a solid iron safe for the first time. $747,000. It started a small financial panic. I want my money back. Give me my money. Give me my savings. The criminals will get all our money. I want my money. Gentlemen, as president of the United Vault Company, I must state a very discouraging and humiliating fact. Unless we can devise a way of building a vault that will keep valuables safe, we must dissolve our business. Mr. Chairman, I have been experimenting. The solid iron safe is being opened by wedges inserted in the crack of the door. Now, I have invented a safe door that is overlapping, and there is no crack. Furthermore, gentlemen, I've invented a new kind of key. Look, this key is adjustable. We open the safe door with it as it is. Now... As we close the safe door, we can adjust the lugs of the lock and the end of the key to fit the new adjustment. A key that will open the safe today will not open the safe tomorrow. That stopped safe crackers for four years, Mr. Lord. But finally... (laughs) We'll have this safe open in another minute. 
Watch me work this key in the lock. How does that key work, Buck? It's adjustable. And as I push it in the lock, different lugs drop down to fit the lock. Yeah. You see it? You've done it, Buck. Yeah. That's the first time all those adjustable locks has ever been opened. We'll open safe from coast to coast. Where is that money? Come on. Once again, Mr. Lord, criminals had beaten the safe manufacturers. And then, in 1873, Mr. B.L. Hopkins of Dover, New Jersey, was experimenting with locks in the cellar of his home. It works. It works. It does work. Martha, Jim, Doris. What's the matter, Daddy? Where's your mother? She went over to see Mrs. Hall. Then, Martha, you're going to be the first one to see an invention that will influence the whole world. What is it, Daddy? The first combination lock. Look. See this round disc? It's got a hole on the edge. Yes. Now, here's another round disc. It's got a hole on the edge, too. All the holes have to be in the same line before you can push this bolt through them, see? Oh, yes. And there'll be a lock on the far side that won't open until you can push this bolt through and touch it. Each disc will have 100 numbers, and there'll have to be a certain combination of the form numbers before the lock will open. That makes a possible combination of 100 million. Why, if, if a man tried each combination... And it took him one minute each time. It would take him 192 years to try them all. Now we've got the criminals beaten. The invention of the combination lock was the greatest stride in safe building, Mr. Lord, but... This is awfully exciting, Dr. Simon. But before you tell us how the criminals met this new development, I'm going to ask Eric Roth to say a few words. Well, certainly, Mr. Lord. All right, Eric. Thank you, Phil. Men, do you prefer a brushless shave... Then get palm olive brushless made with just the right amount of olive oil, nature's finest skin conditioner. Palm olive brushless spreads a smooth, even layer over your beard, gives you a closer, quicker, easier shave. And because palm olive brushless is made with olive oil, we believe your skin after shaving will feel more pliant, toned up, really conditioned. So tomorrow, get the generous tube of palm olive brushless. One hundred shaves for twenty-five cents. Okay, Phil. Now, Dr. Simon, when the safe manufacturers adopted this new combination lock, what happened? For ten years, the criminals were beaten, Mr. Lord. But then the criminals learned how to beat the combination. They'd kidnap the bank employee who knew it. Oh, will you give us the combination now? No. Burn his foot. Oh! Oh! What's the combination number of the bank vault? I won't tell Put a lighted match in his eye. Oh, oh don't, don't blind me. It's 14, 18, 2, back 3. <laughs> so the criminals were again ahead, Mr. Lord. Well, there were numerous bank robberies for another five years. And then, in a little obscure laboratory in New York... it works, Dr. Aldrich. I'll speak now for the National Vault Association. We'll give you one half million dollars for your invention. 
Mr. Kinkman, it will save the American public millions of dollars. Look, you can set this clock for 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yes. The safecrackers kidnap a cashier. They torture him until he gives them the combination. They try the combination, but it will not unlock until this time clock goes off at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. And then all the employees of the bank will be present. Wonderful. Wonderful, Dr. Aldrich. This new time lock, Mr. Lord, baffled safe crackers completely. Until along in the 1890s came Dutch Peters. Dutch Peters is a scientific criminal. He had a sub-basement under a real basement down on the east side of New York. Hey, take it easy, Dutch. You blow up the whole laboratory. Flush. You see this soup? Soup? Is it good to drink? It's good for safe to drink. You see, this is dynamite here. Now, I put dynamite in lukewarm water. Filter out the sawdust, and I get this liquid. See? I call it soup. I suppose the real chemical name might be, well, nitroglycerin, or something like that. Now, this is a hundred times as powerful as dynamite. No kidding. The way safes are built nowadays, you can't bore through them to get dynamite inside them. But right on top of the safe door, we'll pour some of this soup. Being liquid, if we leave it, it'll run right into the crack of the safe door. Sure. Then we'll put on a fuse and blow the door right off its hinges. Slush. You're going to take some of this and blow open the safe for the Glassman Company. Here. Go and do it. the Glassman Company's building being blown up last week, didn't you? I sure did, Dutch. And I'll tell you what happened. I was experimenting. I gave Slush two ounces of this soup to blow the safe up with. It was so powerful it not only blew up the safe, but the whole building and Slush with it. Everybody's wondering why the building blew up. Yeah, there wasn't nothing left of Slush. But now you take this bottle. There's only a teaspoonful of soup in it. Now I got it. Go across the street to that safe in the yeah. horse manufacturer. One boat. Oh, here comes a cop. Run down the street. What's the matter, Sergeant? What happened? I, I saw a fellow come out of that doorway and start running. And I ran after him. He fell and he exploded. There's nothing left of him. Just that big hole in the ground. No one will ever know, Mr. Lord, how many criminals blew themselves to pieces before they learned how to be careful with nitroglycerin. But when they did learn, they blew up safe after safe. And for ten years, at a safe cracker's holiday. And then in July of 1900... Gentlemen, as you five are the presidents of the five largest safe manufacturing companies in this country... Right? We're all apt to be looking for a job if we can't devise a new safe. Oh, gentlemen, Sir Robert Hadfield, English scientist, has discovered a manganese steel. Manganese steel resists both drill and explosive. Also, gentlemen, with this steel, we've been able to develop a screw door that leaves absolutely no cracks for nitroglycerin to run in. This manganese steel, Mr. Lord, 
defied safe crackers for 13 years. And then, in December of 1913, Denver Tommy was riding a freight train for Tyrone, Pennsylvania, to do a soup job. He was kicked off the train at East Liberty, Pennsylvania, and was walking along the track. Hey, you! Yeah? What's that red glow in the sky? Way over there. It's a steel mill. That's a reflection of the furnaces burning. Just have to warm it so it can get warm. torch you're using? It's a new kind. It's called an oxyacetylene torch. Yeah. I've been watching the way it cut through the hard slag. So we'll cut right through anything in the world. Hey, uh, suppose I could get a job here? I'd like to learn how to use that torch. Oh, they are short-handed. Go down by the second furnace, see the night superintendent. A year later, Mr. Lord, Denver Tommy and his pal Reed stood in front of a safe of the Salamine Jewelry Company in Cleveland. My uh, nuts, Tommy. Yeah? Ever see a torch like this? Nah. I told you I'd show you something big. Look at this. You don't think that torch is going to hurt a safe made of manganese steel, do you? Watch. Hey, am I not Tommy? It's cutting right through the field door. So it is. And that's the settling torch that cut through manganese steel like it was cheese. See? This door fall right off. Well, Mr. Lord, an army of safe crackers went to work with these powerful oxia settling torches and burned right through the manganese steel vault. But finally, the age of science dawned and, well, take a school of salesmen being instructed in the intricacies of safe. Now, men, for years, safe crackers had us beaten. But a copper alloy was discovered, a metal which has resisted the torch for two hours. Now, these safe doors here are, are four feet thick, and it would take two days and two nights to burn through them. Now, we set these safes in concrete foundations. And in the walls about the safe are steel beams. And woven through the beams is an intricate system of alarms. So sensitive are these alarms that if the vault is hit with a tap hammer, bells will be rung in the street and lights will flash at police headquarters. American National Bank. Right away. But this is hard to swallow all cashiers and the... Pick them up. This is all up. Now, uh, that's what the rest of you'll get. You. You know the combination of that vault. Don't shoot. I'm going to keep this gun at your head. Walk over to that bank vault, open it, and hand out the money, or I'll blow a hole right through your head. If safe crackers can walk in a bank that way, Mr. Tompkins, what good are the safes? That's just why we're having this training school for you men who are going to sell safes in vaults. 
That was the way the Dillingers and the Hamiltons and the Bradys held up thanks. But now, we've got even that wrinkle worked out. Now when criminals walk into a bank... American National Bank. Hold up! Yo, move quick. Get over to that vault and try the combination. Quick! Now, Tyler. Well, why doesn't it open? Open it. I dialed the right combination, but it won't open for one hour. An hour? Why not? It's the way these up-to-date safes are made. When I dial, it flashes a light at the detective bureau, and there's a time clock inside. It won't open for anybody. Yeah. The cops are probably on their way here now. That thing ain't usually dialed at this time of the day. Come on, Peter. Come on. Dr. Simon, this has been one of the most instructive and enlightening half hours we've ever had on this series. That delayed time lock is going to give criminals a lot of trouble. Well, temporarily, the banks are safe, Mr. Lord. But they still carry insurance against burglary and holdup. I realize you have a number of young people listening. I hope the subject matter hasn't been too heavy for them. You tell it very simply and directly, Dr. Simon. I know everyone appreciated hearing these unusual facts. Now, in just a minute, we shall broadcast our nationwide clues to recent crime. But first, Eric Walsh. Thank you, Phil. For every man, football player or not, olive oil is, as Jim Crowley says, nature's finest skin conditioner. So, men, if you prefer a lather cream, why not use palm olive shave cream made with olive oil? First, you'll get a rich, moist, longer-lasting, a far easier, smoother shave. And afterwards, because palm olive shave cream is made with olive oil... Your skin, we believe, will be more pliant and smooth, actually healthier looking. And now an important message for the ladies. Palm olive toilet soap is made with this same gentle olive oil, and that's why it is so pure, so gentle, that Dr. Daffo chose it exclusively for the tender skin of the beyond quintuplets. Why not give your skin this same gentle protection? Keep your complexion young and lovely by using pure, safe palm olive soap made with olive oil regularly and exclusively. But now... The clues. Wanted for kidnapping. Man, 27, 150 pounds, dark, bushy hair and eyebrows, large, round head, thin lips, protruding lower teeth, harsh voice, wearing gray trousers, dark turtleneck, zipper sweater. This man kidnapped a girl in Columbus, Ohio. Attention, citizens of Illinois. Body of man was found hanging near Lockport, Illinois. He is 47, 5 feet 6 inches, 155 pounds, bald, full face, small mustache, dressed in blue serge suit, gray hat. Any citizen with information of this man, please notify police at once. Warning, doctors and druggists. Watch for Harry Clifford Campbell, 32, 6 feet 1 half inches, tattoo on left arm, tooth of anchor and letters, USN, tattoo on right arm, woman and horseshoe, Campbell serving term at Ark State Penitentiary for robbery, escaped from guard while being taken to hospital for a 
If you have any information concerning these clues, notify your local police or gangbusters at once. And now, Mr. Lord again. Ladies and gentlemen, the day before yesterday in Bangor, Maine, the agents of the Federal Bureau of Investigation shot and killed Al Brady, public enemy number one. His pal, Clarence Schaefer, was also killed. Brady bragged that he would make Dillinger look like a cream puff. And he did. The only difference between the Dillinger gang and the Brady gang was that Dillinger killed only when necessary. But Brady would shoot for the fun of it and then kick his victims as they lay dying on the floor. We congratulate the Federal Bureau and the police of Bangor and the citizens who cooperated in getting this scene. Next week, gangbusters will present the inside facts covering the Brady Gang. The Crusades Against Crime. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.